Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore blue nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns make this mother's day unforgettable with a piece from blue nile Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No, you're tired of loving, of loving when nobody loves, nobody Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. First things first, y'all, I was blessed yet again to be on an episode of Feathers in My Hair. Just came out on Sunday, yesterday. Uh, If you guys don't know, and I can't imagine that you wouldn't, Feathers in My Hair is a teen mom podcast hosted by the one and only Liz Bentley. Great friend and sometimes mentor. (laughs) Um... We talked about the latest episode of Teen Mom OG. We talked about Macy and her parenting. We talked about Caitlin and Tyler and how they created a tour chart for Little Nova. We talked about, um, you know, Amber being zooted and buying a sexy Halloween costume for her own brother. So... Lots of fun, lots to talk about. We also, at the very beginning of the episode, talked about the end of an era, and by that I mean Kimye being no more. Frankly. I mean, let's be real. This relationship was like, you know, it's like when you get a phone charger and you've been using it for a while And, you know, eventually it's going to come to that day. And it's like, you know, that part between the wire and the connection, the USB is like frayed. It's popped out. And you're just like, you know, you know that one day you're going to go to use it and it's going to stop working. And I feel like that is 
a great analogy for Kimye. Um, it's a metaphor. Analogy? A metaphor. Metaphor, yeah. Okay. So, it, um, you know, it. we got like a Friday drop and I just felt like the news didn't really hit like I expected it to. And maybe that's because it's really been a long time coming. Like, we knew from the minute they got together that they were going to get divorced. Right? <laughs> like, even the hardest Kimye stands like knew that this relationship had a shelf life and so you know it's been months gosh even years now that they've been we've been hearing about a separation we've been hearing about um you know not really talking to each other not living together we saw those what should have been a more iconic series of photos of them fighting and screaming in a Wendy's uh, drive through Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, like I told Liz, it's kind of like when you know that some, there's an, something that is an inevitability, you, and you know it's going to be big, but then when it happens, it just doesn't you don't really know how to react. You don't really know how to respond. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care until this shit gets messy. And I know that it will. I know that there's going to be a day where there are going to be several trending topics in a row on Twitter that are going to be like written in all caps and Kanye. Oh my God. Um, you know, uh, Chris Jong-un, you know, just something of that ilk. So I know that that's happening. And until then, I'm just like curbing my enthusiasm until that day. The reports have been saying that, you know, this is more than amicable, that both of them are completely over it and they don't want to be together and they haven't wanted to be together for quite some time. And because of that, you know, things are fine. There's really no drama. It's going to be a very clean break between the two of them and no issue. The two things that I found interesting are, well, first of all, the fact that Kim filed, that part isn't interesting. The part that's interesting is that uh, in part of her petition, her divorce petition, they she stated that she wanted to have 50-50 custody between she and Kanye. That I find very interesting because really there's never been any indication that Kanye has been a hands-on parent, that parenting is something that he should be doing or that he's really been interested in. Kim has said, like, the man's never changed a diaper. He's really, like, a lot of men, I think, don't really know what to do with young children and babies and they become more hands-on parents when the child gets older how old is north at this point seven still doesn't really seem to be happening i mean it almost is like he's a good uncle like he's always wanting to do wild things and play hide and seek and scream at the top of your lungs and like skateboard in the house and like that's very cool but then uncle kanye goes back to wyoming and like maybe you can visit him 
and you can see your 14 Frisian horses and you have a great time and, you know, he lets you have carbs and mac and cheese and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, he puts you in the studio and you can clang, clang, clang on a keyboard for as long as you want, aka about 10 minutes before he's over you. And that's really the long and short of it. Kim, for sure, has been the more hands-on parent and good. Great for her. I, I am curious to see how this 50-50 custody really shakes out. Uh, the only, The other thing that I found interesting was that they, I think they really were not trying to stake any claims about property. Now there was a, um, uh, the divorce papers came out on Reddit. So hard to say if that shit is real or not, but there really was nothing salacious in that. I heard the second thing that I found interesting is that I heard that in terms of that house that they live in, that Kanye owns the home but Kim owns the surrounding property. So that I think might be the only thing that is a little bit shaky. I mean, y'all, of course their divorce has been, I mean, come on. They're, they're not, they were never going to get into a situation in which they were going to have a messy legal battle in terms of their divorce. Like that was just never going to happen. Everything was ironclad, they don't want any spousal support. You take what you came with and, you know, every everything seems like a clean break. So until that day when Kanye figures out his Twitter password, I'm not invested. Here's the thing that I do want to be invested in is the fact that um, Khloe Kardashian has blocked me on Instagram. I was... I found myself on Facebook in a Facebook group and I saw a screenshot of a picture of her ass with a large ring on her ring finger, a diamond ring, that I'm sure is not an engagement ring. And then I decided, like, let me just look on my own app. Type in K-H-L-O-E. Why can't I find, find Chloe? Let me go to my other account, my personal account. Because at the time I was looking at the everyone's business but mine account. Oh, here she is popping up just fine. Oh, let me go back again. Okay, user not found. What the fuck, Chloe? During Black History Month? In front of my salad? This just feels very anti-black to me. This feels very like from one black woman to another allegedly black woman. It just feels really rude. And I've done nothing but support Chloe. And I'm just unsure of what the issue is. So um, if anybody wants to at her and ask her why, I feel like we can have a one-on-one conversation about that. But until then, I'm upset. Here's the thing. Princess of the Buy Pumpkin podcast. You can follow her at OK Then Princess or at Buy Pumpkin uh, on Instagram. Um She, we have had private conversations that she has made public. So yeah, I'm going to call you out princess and I'm going to call myself to the carpet and admit what I said in these private conversations that have since become public because princess is very upset about what I said and what I said was the truth. Okay. What I said was 
and this was not something that I said on Instagram or on the podcast, is that it is my belief that one true Thompson has bad vibes. Before you start writing me messages, I just want to say that um, here, here's my explanation. The bad, she does have bad vibes, okay? Here's my thing. She, and by she I mean true, is completely blameless and faultless in this situation. The bad vibes are coming from her parents and their messy relationship. So I feel like that is perfectly fine to say because she is an innocent in this situation. I love True. She's one of my favorite of the, the offspring. I think she's beautiful. I think she's cute. She seems very smart. And if perhaps Chloe got wind of this information, that's really Princess's fault for putting that on the internet. Not mine. Because that was a private conversation that we had, Princess. And, you know, you know, that's, I, it just doesn't really feel like my fault. I, like True, am completely innocent, blameless, and also a toddler in the situation. So I'm not really seeing what the issue is here. Thirdly, the most important, before we get into this recap of Real Housewives in New Jersey, I just wanted to say that I have, after years of being humble and really not making a fuss over this, I decided a couple days ago that this was going to be the year that I came out about something. So, like, I don't know if you guys want to, like, pull off the highway or, like, sit down or something. This is very serious. Okay, so on Saturday, it will be my 35th birthday. And for years, I have sat idly by and really not relished in being a birthday bitch. But this is a year that I'm changing all that, okay? I've decided that this week I'm going to be a complete asshole. <laughs> be a jerk. I'm going to be my, you know, inner um, brat. My inner Veruca Salt is going to come out. I want everything. I want everybody to pay attention to me. I want money and I want gifts and I want accolades really more than anything. I just want good positive attention because as soon as I put this out there that I wanted things, somebody asked me what I wanted and I was like, oh, I don't want anything because it actually makes me very nervous and I feel bad that people get me things. I really do. But what won't make me feel bad ever is a good review. So if you guys have not written me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would very much appreciate it because it gives me attention and it gives me a spotlight into new listeners. And that really only helps me in the long run. And you know, that's a free thing, a free gift that you can give to me. So that's what I want, you guys. Um, you know, I also would like a certain former president to keel over and to never have to hear from him again. And I would also like, you know, several sexual things. 
And I'm not asking any of you for those things, just to be clear. Um, that will be for another person. I'm talking too much. Okay. My birthday is on Saturday. So, you know, you guys have all the time in the world, all the time in the world. Um, that's it. I'm going to keep it real cute because I, it's my birthday and I have the choice. And also I have some really good shit coming up right now. Okay. So I was joined by Vulture writer and author, an incredible, funny, hilarious man, Brian Moylan, to talk about the premiere of Real Housewives of New Jersey. We also, at the end, talk a little bit about Summer House, and we talk a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, that's it. It's going to be a lot of, it's a great listen. And I do say something pretty controversial, but I'm sticking to it because it's my birthday. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you. Bye. Come sit. I want you guys to work this out. Can I just talk and you listen yes. for a few minutes? Teresa, I don't really care. Listen, I'm not a stupid girl. I'm a fucking lawyer. So if you're not a stupid girl, fucking stand up for yourself. There's, there's smoke, there's fire. She's saying where there's smoke, there's fire. What are we going to say? What am I going to say? I, I'm having a freak out. I'm not engaging in this. Okay. I need you to admit this was a lie. I don't give a shit about that. Fucking bitch. I win. You're a fucking cuckold. How is not the same thing? Fuck you. What happened? Fuck her. She what happened? Punch. What happened? My daughter. What She's happened? A fucking cut. What happened? What happened? She's disgusting. No, cut, 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 cut. Oh my god, you guys, The Real Housewives of New Jersey is back, back, back again, and who better to join me than Vulture, recapper, and uh, author, new author, Brian Moylan. Hi, Brian. Hi, Kara. How are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm great. Let's talk about your book first. Yes. is everything. Um, yeah, it's called The Housewives, The Real Story Behind The Real Housewives, and it comes out May 25th, um, but it is currently available for pre-sale anywhere uh, books are sold, and it's kind of, it's about the behind the scenes, the history, and the impact of the Real Housewives franchise. I have to say, like, as somebody who... You know, I am a literate bitch and I love to read, but I really am like pulled in by the cover and it's just like beautiful. It's perfect. And I think it's like the perfect, like right in your face to have people who might not be like super Housewives fans look at the book. So good going on that one. Thank you. Thank you. It was all the designers. And at first they just had like a bunch of, there's like these little caricatures of the different housewives. And at first they just had like random women in like gowns. And I was like, who are these bitches? I was like, no, make this one Erica Jane, make this one Kenya Moore, make this one. So yeah. And so I think that part of the fun, especially for fans is like seeing who all the people are and you know, whatever. So yeah, I'm really excited. I've been working on it for like two years and it's like done, done. So I'm really excited to, for everyone to start reading it. That has to be like truly very exciting and nerve wracking at the same time, but I'm sure it's going to be beloved. I think it like, it looks like the perfect summer book. 
I'm excited to read. Thank you. And yeah, I, I went into it wanting to answer all the questions that fans would have about the show. And like, I mean, selfishly, all the questions I had about the show. And so I think that I mission, I think mission accomplished. So I, I, I am nervous for people to read it, but I think people are going to be pleased with it. So. Good, 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 good. So this is, you are known for recapping episodes of a lot of Bravo shows, not just Housewives. Um, but I noticed that you tweeted that this is going to be your first time recapping Jersey and you were a little bit nervous about it. Um, yeah. Why is I've that? done it, like, I've done some fill-ins um, for the woman who did it before and so I, for Vulture, I normally do New York, Beverly Hills, Orange County, Southern Charm, Vanderpump Rules, I mean, possibly RIP, and uh, Summer House. But um, yeah, this is my first time doing New Jersey. The woman who did it before couldn't do it, so they asked me to. And since usually now is when like uh, Vanderpump is starting, so usually yeah. I'm like, have that to do but um yeah so I was like okay there's no Vanderpump I might as well do this but I knew how much I hate Teresa and <laughs> I knew how ardent her fan base can be particularly online they're not quite yeah. as crazy and awful as Lisa Vanderpump fans but close and um yeah, yeah. so I was like oh I'm just gonna get all these tree huggers on in my ass <laughs> like telling me to shut the hug heck up and you know whatever so yeah that's why I was a little bit nervous about it yeah I had a brief uh kerfuffle with some um Vanderpump fans and wow um the brain worms oh my are god over there so <laughs> yeah I, they are hard core it's sad <laughs> it's really sad um but yeah I mean it seems like they're setting this up kind of like almost like a Potomac Candace versus Monique like people are very ardently on one side or the other with Jackie and Teresa and I honestly I thought this was an incredible premiere episode I have watched every season of Jersey but something about New Jersey like I forget immediately what happened the season before <laughs> yes yes <laughs> But in the past few seasons, I think it's been, like, the cast has been quite strong, and I'm loving them, but yeah, this was very compelling. Probably the most compelling in years. I think, I absolutely agree, but I think that, I, I totally agree with you that they're trying to do, like, a Monique versus Candace kind of situation, but yeah. I think the thing that I found really interesting about the Monique versus Candace is that there were a lot of sides to argue, you know, and it's like, both of them did a lot right and both of them did a lot wrong. And so it's like, so, you know, my alliance was always kind of shifting a little bit between like one and the other. Whereas yeah. Teresa is so fucking stupid that like, <laughs> I don't understand how you're on her side. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't understand how you're not on Jackie's side. So, I mean, so I see that they're trying to do it, but I don't know. For me, there's just not <laughs> as much of a question of who may be right or wrong. I totally agree with you. And I do not take calling people stupid lightly. Like, I really don't try to say it unless I really think it's apropos to that person. And you guys, like, I feel bad calling people stupid, but Teresa is a stupid woman. And yes. that's just, you know, it's a hard truth, but it is yeah. the truth. Well, and, um, you know, there are a lot of people who do stupid things 
yeah. but you know, and I think Teresa does stupid things, but she's all, she's also just not a deep thinker. She is, she, yeah, she just doesn't understand. And she doesn't. And it's yeah. almost sad to see, but okay. So the episode starts off in, you know, Bravo typical fashion when we're setting up something that's going to be major with a flash forward. And right. we're seeing flashes of Jackie yelling, uh, trees yelling, trees saying there's where there's smoke, there's fire. Margaret's running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Uh, we end with tree going to her car saying cunt over and over and over. And <laughs> yeah. Then we get like the three days earlier card. Well, so. that's what gagged me is that, you know, every season, especially of New Jersey starts off with like, you know, mm-hmm. the table flip or the brawl at the christening or some like big fight. And then it's yeah. like three months later and you have to like wait and wait and wait. This was like three days earlier. It's like, oh, girl, we're going to get to this fight by the end of the episode. <laughs> and thank like, God, if this was Beverly, yeah. Hills, it would have been, you know, a whole thing, a whole season. Yeah. Or three. Right. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, uh, I think we might get a whole season of the fallout of this, but I mean, it seems a lot more interesting than, yeah, whether or not you return to dog. Yeah, exactly. So you live in England. And yeah. I guess my question to you is how are they, how are like the English reality shows covering COVID? Is it like this where. Like some housewives, there are we do the face mask, but it seems like in Jersey, it's like no COVID precautions, just vibes. Like, <laughs> like how do yeah. you do it here? I haven't seen. I'm trying to think. Um, they did. Uh, uh, I I don't watch a ton of like English English reality shows, but they do the show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where they take a bunch of celebrities and usually they go to Australia and they're like in the jungle for three weeks. And in England, everything is either like five episodes or a hundred million episodes. Right. So like I'm a Celebrity is on every day for a month, right? And and then it's like done. But so they have these people and they go to Australia and like whatever. But obviously they couldn't do that. So this time they like went to Wales, but they like kind of created a, it was like a summer house kind of setup where they created a bubble and everybody just kind of had to stay together and um, things like that. So I haven't seen anybody dealing with like masks and stuff that I can think of. But yeah, even I was surprised at the lack of COVID restrictions because we've seen like, uh, Southern Charm, which is in the South, where I am assuming the restrictions are much lighter than other places. And right. But in New Jersey, it was just like, nope, hugs, kisses, no masks. <laughs> it was like, if we just go under this, like, cheap tent, pop-up tent, then everything will be fine. Like, I could not believe it. I mean, I when they were filming the season, it was very clear that, like, they weren't really giving a shit about precautions, but seeing that is so jarring, especially watching Summer House, where they're right across the bridge, or a couple bridges, I guess, and then they're very much way more precautious than these Jersey women. But what I love about Summer House is that you know they're all like closed off in the house in this like hermetically sealed bubble. So I'm enjoying seeing, pretending like COVID doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, like they don't have to wear masks and they can do whatever they want, you know, but also knowing that they're safe. Where mm-hmm. as opposed to like in New Jersey, it's like they're not wearing masks. And I'm like, oh, girl, like, wh- why are you hugging her? That's that's too close. 
It, oh, it like gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like I need to be tested after this. So right. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of talking about like how it's affecting them, even though it doesn't really seem to be affecting them that much. Um, not really a whole lot there. Uh, Melissa is telling all the surgeries. She's outing everybody. She's like, Margaret got her boobs done. Uh, Dolores got did her. Margaret ass- also got her face done. Yeah, I think she did. Like maybe before the reunion. Okay. Okay. I, I think Margaret is one of the most beautiful housewives. I think she's so cute. Yes. Stunning. Um, uh, yes. And I think her face looked amazing, whatever she did to it. Yeah. I didn't even notice the boobs, but I was like, ooh, you are looking refreshed, Margaret Josephs. Incredible. Incredible work. Yeah. Whoever her doctor is, congrats to you. <laughs> um, yeah. And Dolores <laughs> had her butt done and her everything done. Oh my gosh. I, to see her pull down her pants in front of that beefy Frank Catania and show <laughs> the scar from all around her waist was very jarring for me. Well, I mean, her ass in that dress looked amazing. Didn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> it, I mean, good on you, girl. I hope that scar fades, but oh, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, but, and like, I feel like Dolores is probably a lady who wears a bikini. And like, how are you going to get a bikini to cover that? Right. Right before bikini season. Like, I just have questions. If we're going to do makeup yeah. or I don't know. <laughs> makeup. She's going to get like a tattoo around it. She's going to get like roses. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the main event that we see happening is Jackie throwing a birthday party, a 46th birthday party for her beloved Evan. Are you like an Evan stan? I find Evan to be very attractive. And I I have to say, I think that the gentlemen of New Jersey on the whole are probably our most attractive collection of gentlemen. Totally agree. And um, so, yeah, I'm like into Evan. I find him, but I also feel like I don't know a lot about him. Like he's just kind of big and tall and hot. Like he doesn't really mess around with everybody, you know, especially on New Jersey where the husbands are so much a part of the show. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. That I feel like I don't quite like I'm not in love with him because I don't know much about him, but I do think he's really hot. See, I'm in love with him because I don't know much about him. Like, you're right. Because <laughs> yeah, the ones we know stuff about, it, like, ruins it. You're right. <laughs> he like just... Apollo. <laughs> you know, it's like, ooh, Apollo, you are hot. Oh, wait. Now I know about you, and you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> turn it back. Turn it all back. Yeah. No, Evan is, like, a perfect <laughs> because me and my friends are always talking about, like, how we just want a guy who's, like, wealthy and quiet. And that's exactly what he is. That's all Absolutely. I want. That's how I always felt about Heather Thompson's husband. Like, yes, Jonathan. Just like yeah. cute, wealthy, quiet, has his it, wife's back. Like, yeah. Totally. totally. Um, I saw them on the street once on the Upper West Side, and it was like, gosh, they're a really good looking couple. He is a shorty, though. He is, she's he is definitely a shorty. <laughs> Do we think he's shorter than Stephen from Summer House? <laughs> I don't think anybody's shorter than Stephen from Summer House. The only people on television who are shorter than Stephen from Summer House are those twins on Selling Sunset. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> those two little milk dead men. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the shortest living Americans. 
Oh my gosh. So uh, Margaret is asking the real questions of like, why are you, if you've never had a birthday party for Evan, why are you now at his 46th birthday? And Jackie's excuse is that, you know, because of COVID, we've decided to celebrate all the good moments. That's why we're out here with so many more people than we should be, than the CDC (laughs) recommend. And we're just having our celebrating life by coming closer and closer to death and exposure (laughs) right yes oh gosh um you know there are riffs like melissa doesn't like jennifer jackie doesn't like jennifer there's issues with Teresa, but they're all getting together we get like the first batch of friend of contestants with margaret's lexi with that voice that i truly cannot stand yeah no uh, Teresa's uh, realtor. Yeah, was friend <laughs> slash realtor. <laughs> um, Margaret. Which, invite speaking of which, no one has bought that ugly ass house, so she's not a very good realtor. <laughs> Did you see um, her new house though? With I've the boys? seen. I saw that she bought it, and that she paid three point five million dollars for her. So I mean, I guess that bankruptcy is over, but. Um, <laughs> I ha- I didn't look at like the pictures of the house. Yeah, I just saw a picture of the outside, and it really kind of looks like the old house, but like lighter. Like it's not all those, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Teresa shows up late, and Jackie and Evan are both being like really nice to Teresa. They're like, we didn't know if you were going to show up with a man or not, but since you didn't, right. like. Evan has somebody that he wants to set you up with. And Jackie says that he's a good fuck. And I feel like we didn't unpack that enough. Like, I want no, to... No, we did not. Like, did Jackie fuck him? Right. We need to know. I need answers. Yeah. Like, is this a Jackie ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Like, how does she know? And I, I love that, like, Jackie's very prim and proper, almost like a Heather uh, Dubrow. And so, like, yeah. I just like to see her say fuck. agree and I also yeah and I like that she was trying to make uh amends or whatever with Teresa because we really do I I never like a housewife show when there are teams and this one there definitely seems to be like Jennifer Teresa Dolores team versus Margaret uh Jackie and Melissa team and Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't find that to be too interesting because then it's like, you know, you're on one side or the other as opposed to where there's a more complicated dynamic. And then you're like, oh, well, yeah, I agree with Kenya, but I also agree with Marlo and I also agree with so-and-so, but I don't agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, what did you think about Jennifer sneakily referring to this DC man as a pizza bagel because he's half Jewish <laughs> and half Italian? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was potentially problematic, but harmless. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I should be laughing at this, but it's kind of funny. Like, it, she was quick. She was drunk. Yeah, it was, yeah was exactly. And, like, yeah. So I'm happy to, you know, if she, if she had, if it was, like, half Black, half Jewish, and she called him, like, matzah collard greens, I might right. have, like, more <laughs> problem with that and- or, like... Yeah, <laughs> but like pizza bagel, I'm I'm like okay, what? Sure, go for it. <laughs> oh gosh! So clearly, like Teresa has woken up and chosen violence because she has like decided to go to everyone. And to your point about like there being two different teams, this I thought was so compelling because I've been long since saying that like Teresa's kind of like what Ramona is now where she just sort of like the de facto leader because she's the OG, but yep. they really don't have like leadership qualities. Yeah. So I enjoyed that like Teresa went to every single cast member, including her own brother, to try and spread this rumor about Evan hooking up with somebody at the gym and nobody took the bait. Not one person. And I love how everybody to a person was like, this is gross. Don't do this. Including Jennifer, who hates Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. And even Jennifer was like, girl, unless you got proof, shut the fuck up. And so, yeah, and so that just speaks to how awful (laughs) what she's doing really was. I I agree. Like, Teresa, to me, has way too much dip on her chip. She really thinks that she is, like, the head bitch in charge, and I need her to be, like, humbled a bit. Yes, but I I think that the women have almost let her, like, have that. And, I mean, it really has been her show ever since the prison stuff started, and, mm-hmm. you know, and they they recast it with Melissa and Kathy Wakili and, like, centered it rather than around the Manzos, around her. It really has been her show in a way that no other show is owned by one person. And Completely. but And I think that's part of the reason why Jackie hates her is Jackie is like, I have to prostrate myself in front of this person and, like, bow down and kiss the ring, and she is an actual idiot. Right. And, you know, and I have to make her like me to like stay on the show. Like, fuck you. I would feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I truly, yeah. You're. I think you're completely spot on. Like, it's it's bullshit that she should have to do this. Yes, it's really bullshit. Um, we see a scene of Melissa and Margaret peeing in some sort of like outdoor bathroom. <laughs> it's like stress peeing to that toilet. Like, I, I can't take this. I don't want it. I, I don't want anything to do with this. Like the shocking thing I thought when I saw that was, how have we not seen this before? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, that there are plenty of housewives who will pee in front of each other, but uh, Morgan, right. But there's only one or two that would let the camera in. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it was it was a, an experience. And I, I did yeah. not appreciate it. I will say that. Um, so that's basically the end of the part. Like, I just, I just, ugh, 
I just really liked to, I, I like that nobody took the bait. And like, clearly Teresa came in there on a mission of having somebody on her side. And I'm going to plant this with anybody. And like, it just did not work. And I don't think we've seen a flop like that happen in quite some time. Oh, well, because it was so half-assed. Like, right. in, in that she's like, I heard from somebody, I don't know who, because I can't remember that he maybe yeah. does stuff at the gym. It's like, uh, what are we talking here? Is this like steam room jerk-offs? Is he like fucking his female trainer? It, right. Like, it, yeah, like, what are, what are you talking about? And like, where'd you hear this from? And do you have like any proof? Like, do you even know the name of the gym that we can verify this with? But no, she just came in like half-assed and expected everybody to believe her because she's like, the queen supreme and everybody was like fuck you teresa that's stupid <laughs> basically and i just i also um i would tell for me when teresa is lying is when she says i'm just saying because you, <laughs> yeah. you are that's exactly what you're just saying there's no truth to it yes she does that yeah. every time when she's lying <sighs> so oh then we get seen like after the party like everybody's talking about what happened i don't really give a shit about this like old school Joe Gorga. Oh my, my, I need my daughter to be a nun. I oh, can't make her have a so gross over it. I don't like it. It's yeah, not. Him. And like, he thinks it's cuter than it is. And like, yeah. And Melissa was like, she's not allowed to hang out with him unsupervised. Like, what do you want? Right. I, I, I wish we, Somebody, I need somebody to take the Gorgas to the red table and tell them, like, you guys don't, (laughs) you don't have to do this. You don't have to pretend like some medium told you that you have some illegitimate sister that you need to be going out searching for. We don't need to do this, like, don't get a job because you're a woman and I'm a caveman. Like, just talk about, you know, how your dick has poison coming out of it and leave us alone. Leave us alone. Exactly. I just love my favorite part of last season was when Melissa was like, I'm going to have another baby. And we're all like, girl, you're going to have another baby. But so she made Joe get a fertility test. And we found out that all of his sperm are dead from steroids. (laughs) He literally had like a three quarter of one sperm in his body. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, it's my supplements. It's my supplements. It's like, yeah, it's because your balls are so are like two little peanut M&M's. From fucking all those years of steroids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, wh- we don't have to, just don't do it. You don't have to say a thing, Melissa. You don't have to do anything. I mean, uh, I did love how they were showing all the guys, though, like, so hungover the next yeah. day. Like, <laughs> it was a little sitcom wonderful. Joe Benino was like white girl wasted and puking behind a tree. Like, they oh really. Oh my God. Are. Yes. Bill with the shirt off. I mean, can we talk? <laughs> I there. I find them getting Bill wasted like the most Funny. wonderful, endearing, hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like the cool jocks like took some nerdy guy out and got him like shit faced. Completely. Like it's it, like he never. He's so happy. It's like Madonna's ray of light is playing on his on a loop in his head, like twenty four seven. So thrilled! It, it's really a, a real treat. I would love to get drunk with Bill Aiden. I really would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then we go over to Dolores's 
boyfriend, and I'm putting that in quotes, his house. And she's explaining yet another complicated dynamic of basically how they grifted David into building a house and paying yes. for it. And now hot little Frankie lives in the house studying for his GMAT while she continues to live with the true love of her life, Frank Catania. I mean, Girl. I love a modern arrangement, but like, whew, this is something even for me. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's at some point you just need to be like, okay, this is not working anymore. Because, yeah, why is she even like with David? Why is she with David? She is a beautiful black woman who doesn't need this. <laughs> and I just don't understand. Like, he doesn't seem to like her. And she no. doesn't to like him either so i don't really understand what she's getting what either of them are getting out of this relationship i can't tell if he doesn't like her or if he doesn't like being on the show and so whenever we see him which is rare he's always kind of like begrudging you know so like maybe he just looks like he doesn't like her because he's like oh i have to film and i hate this I don't right know. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really make sense to me, but I thought it was interesting that she he's currently upset with her because she got elective surgery. And to find out that she did not tell him until the day before. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That's a strange. I, I loved her point, though, where and I mean, it took my husband like we live down the street from each other. And it took a very long time for me to move in because he wouldn't let me. Actually, it took moving to England. And I was like, if we're moving to England, we're living together. So, (laughs) but, um, so I appreciate it. But I loved when she said, like, um, the thing I love about our relationship is I get to do whatever the fuck I want and you don't make the level of commitment that I need. And so it's like, these are the trade-offs, David. Like if you're not going to like move in this woman and propose to her and do it, then you can't get pissed off about her surgery. She was completely correct. Yes. Completely correct. Put on her, put a ring on it and maybe I'll start listening to you. But until then my son's going to live in your house. (laughs) David seems a lot more happy about Frankie than he does with Dolores. <laughs> Do we think that Frankie is getting laid? Like in general or by David? Like, what are you asking me? <laughs> in general, but maybe also by David? I don't know. No, I don't think by David. But like uh, in general, do we think that David, he's like entertaining ladies in David's house? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, listen, Frankie is a beautiful, like, Greek. Italian, uh, black because Dolores is black man. Yeah, I was gonna say yes, half black man, <laughs> mixed race gentleman. <laughs> but I also feel like we that face is a ticking time bomb. Like he's got about five more years of that beautiful, gorgeous face before it goes to shit. So yeah. I hope that he's getting his dick wet wherever he can because he should be. He should yes. be. Yeah, because that hair is gonna go and that face is gonna go. Yep. The wrinkles are going to set in. All of yes. that sun damage, he really better work for it. So I, I hope he ends up with back damage from how much he's fucking people. I really do. I want <laughs> Yes. Agree. Agree. <laughs> so then we get to Jennifer. And I got to say that Jennifer has probably the best dynamic outside of filming 
with the cast, like her family dynamic is so interesting to me. Yes. I love it. That's what is crazy to me about Jennifer is when she's with the women, I cannot stand her. Like Mm -hmm. she's just talking over everybody and so obnoxious and just awful. And then when I see her with her family and I'm like, I want a whole hour of this, please. Right. Like that she moved her father into her house because her mother's being too mean to him. Like that's (laughs) crazy. They basically were like, my mom has been playing bad girls club with everybody to the Mm -hmm. point where like, it's a dangerous situation for my father. Like what is happening over there? Well, and I love that there was like a kid who lived there for a long time, you know, playing peacekeeper between them. And then he was like, finally, like, fuck you. I'm getting married and moving to Turkey because you people are too much. Right. And now they're just like at each other's throats and going to get divorced. That is so wild. And for them to be like, I mean, they were really very brave because they're talking about how like much of a monster this woman is. So how do you think she's going to react to seeing her whole family talk shit about her on camera? (laughs) And this is after they were so mean to her about hating her gay son. Yeah. That flashback where um, Jennifer's daughter was like, my uncle's gay. And she's like, no. And then the daughter had to be like, yeah, he is. Like, she was confused. Like, what are we doing here? What a what a strange dynamic, that whole family. But it's very compelling. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. And, and I find Jennifer's place in it to be very different than her place with the women. Where, yeah. with, like, with the women, she's, like, a crazy, awful screaming person. And in the family, she seems to be the one who's kind of, like, keeping it all together. And yeah. so I don't know if, like she's so crazy with the women because she's keeping it together at home or what? I don't know. But yeah, that's, I, I, I can't figure her out. She brought up a good point of like, you don't think I have anything better to do than like, you know, like move my father into my house. Like I have my own shit going on, but like, I have to do what I have to do. I wanted to say to her, actually, you don't because you have nannies and tutors and a husband who works and no job other than filming a reality television program. <laughs> like you actually don't have anything else going on if you want to break it down. But Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, saving your own father from like elder on elder abuse seems like it should be a pretty higher high priority. Uh, I mean, is it elder abuse if it's another elder, if it's your like <laughs> spouse abusing you? I think it is. I think it might be. I, I, I just like, can we get cameras up in that house? And like, what is she doing? I need to know what it is she's doing. I but mean. seems terrifying. Yeah. Ugh, it's very sad. The mother is terrifying. Yeah. And the poor father, he's like this little like corn cob of a person. (laughs) Just like, yeah. How could you yell at him? I don't know, man. So sad. Like he he's defenseless. He's a poor defenseless man. Oh my God. So then we get a good showdown of Jackie calling Teresa And Teresa doing her best acting of, like, innocent woman number one. (laughs) Right. Why is she calling me? I don't know what she wants to talk about. (laughs) Jackie's like, I want to meet you on neutral territory. Like, they're the Bloods and the Crips. And Margaret's house is, like, the block where everybody's cool. And. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the mall. Yeah. (laughs) Teresa's like. I I don't know what you mean. Like, why do we have to meet on neutral ground? Like, of course, Jackie, of course I'll meet you. And to find out that like Jackie 
found out through a friend the next day after the party that they heard that Teresa was talking about Evan to everyone. Like, oh my gosh. What yeah. a terror. Well, and because Teresa wasn't being at all discreet about it. And as we noted, it's not like there was any social distance. Like, everybody heard her being like, do you hear that Evan does whatever he does and whatever Jimmy goes to? Right. Oh, my gosh. She is uh, a true piece of work. Like, okay, so I have to say that I did have one issue with Jackie, and I don't even know that it's fair to call it an issue. So she shows up to Margaret's house first, and she is on, like, full defense of trying to get Margaret on her side. And I just don't think she had to do that much work of like, I have a beautiful family. I have four beautiful kids. Like, please help me. Like, yeah. we, you're, you can just say what it is. Like, you don't have to do all the waterworks and, and the drama. We get it. Right. You're, and you're also, at- like, if you know your husband's not cheating, it's not really going to tear your family apart. Right. <laughs> For her to say that, like, her telling Evan about this rumor was the worst day of her life. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like, girl. Like, like, yeah, I mean, it kind of, not I don't believe it, but it makes it seem like, why would that be the worst thing that's ever happened to you? If you know it's right. not true. <laughs> yeah. You have filmed with Danielle Staub for seasons, right. and this is the worst day of your life. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So then... Okay, so then she's... Wait, Jackie... hold on. I want to I pause for a minute because I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Margaret's house? I, I have to say that, like, I love it. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think Margaret's style is very, like, 60s, Valley of the Dolls. Like, I love her vibe. Like, I don't really understand the wallpaper of it all. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think she's headed in a an interesting direction, like with the pink and the pink office with the palm fronds. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot. And it doesn't really make sense with the actual uh, architecture of the house. Uh, not a lick. <laughs> but I do think it's fun. I think it's fun. I, I assume that you disagree. Well, I am like Margaret, a sort of camp maximalist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like want to love it, but also that like that pink palm front wallpaper makes my eyes bleed or that crazy <laughs> like velvet psychedelic couch they're sitting on. I'm just like, yeah. is this ugly or is this amazing? Is this ugly or is this amazing? Or then you like, and it's just like a different wallpaper and every, like you can't have wallpaper in every single room. <laughs> and well, and they're all, they're all like alligator print, Missoni stripes, right. like there's none that's at all like understated. It's just yeah. all so much at once. Yeah, it, it's a lot to look at and a lot to take in. I would like to have some mushrooms and take a tour of that house. I would. Say that. <laughs> yes, I feel like maybe when it's all finished, like Margaret's house seems like one of those houses that's never going to be done. There's always just going to be like piles of boxes and, you know, whatever. I just want if I were to see it like cleaned out and ready for a photo shoot, I might be like, oh, my God, this house is really cool. But right now it just always looks like there's dog pee somewhere. Right. <laughs> Somewhere around the corner, yeah, a small dog has peed. Um, and I'm not even sure if she has a dog anymore. So that's a... <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's like ghost dog pee. It's just... 
Oh, yeah, I, you're right. I would like to see the full completed fantasy because taking three years to finish a one single room seems excessive. Especially as they pointed out, girl, you two have been locked in that house with nothing to do. Why is that no. shit not done? Right. Why? Why? And you guys have the coin to be doing this. Like, you're how many seasons in? Like, just get it done. Get it done. Does Margaret have still have a functioning business? Of some sort? Well, that's what I would... Like, Lexi's still there, but, like, why? Like, does she still have that Macbeth collection line of uh, purses? I'm not sure. Um, that's a great question. What is your job, Margaret, other than being bad? <laughs> I thought you were asking me. I was like, bitch, you know what my job is. <laughs> uh, yeah. I write no. about stupid housewives. What? I, the, the second oldest profession. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then, you know, Jackie's like, I, I thought this was a great moment. She's like, how far are oh, we all yes. going to allow Teresa to go? Like, yes. she's been physically assaulting people. She called Melissa a stripper. She put Andy Cohen in a half Nelson. She, like, you know, just throwing a glass during a fight with Dolores. Like, she points out, like, Danielle probably would have never put hands on you if uh, Teresa hadn't been whispering in her ear. Yeah. You know, I, w- w- how, how far are we going to let this train run? Truly. And, and it I was thought- such an indictment where it was like, she said these things and it was like clips, clips, clips. It was like the impeachment trial of Teresa Giudice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like bring out the video, roll tape as uh, Lisa likes to say. <laughs> Yeah, you're. Told, I really love that the editors are not like nobody's safe. Nobody is safe yes. anymore. We all nobody have, safe. and they'll all play them. And I love that it doesn't seem like they've done that before in the past couple of years. It's really turned up, and I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, completely agree. And I it, because I have been saying what Jackie's been saying since Teresa got arrested, and that. Both Bravo and Teresa are in some way profiting off of her crimes. Like the storyline mm-hmm. is that I am going to prison and my husband's going to prison. And the reason they're going to prison is because they committed crimes. And like without that, I mean, she may or may not have a lot to talk about. And then she wrote a book about going to prison and made money off of that. And it's like, how can we stand by and like let this person who has admitted to committing crimes like make money off that and still be on our television sets. And so, I mean, so on top of all the the mistreatment that Jackie brought up, there's also, you know, her conviction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's enough fire there to not even have, she didn't even have to really go there, but it's a great point. It, I mean, they really yeah. are, it's like a mutual, mutually beneficial situation I want to pause and ask you if you saw that Joe um, Judice post about Melissa, where he was like, you're a fucking bitch. Swipe up to see why I hate you. I saw that something like that happened. And then I was like, oh, I can't with you. I can't with this. (laughs) There's only like so much housewives gossip one can handle in a day. And that was one where I was like, "Uh, no, (laughs) ma'am. I have to say both Joe Gorga and Joe Judice's Instagrams are a real walk in a park. 
not a pleasant park. It's a, it's just a real trip to somewhere very strange. It's I don't follow too many Bravo personalities on Instagram because I find it to be like too draining. That that is fair, and like you're really not going to be benefiting by following any of them. But I will say that Joe Gorga is trying to turn into like a motivational speaker, but not a single one of his posts can go by without him misspelling something. It's shocking. <laughs> Which is like the most Joe Gorga thing possible. Right? <laughs> like, it's always a picture of him like pointing to nothing. And it's like, you know, the best, it's just something that doesn't quite make sense, but it's like, okay, I see you're trying to make an ebook out of this, like best of luck. Please hire an editor. I think we have some kind of book, like yeah. a business book or something. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's another one whose job has always been a little sus to me. And I am excited to get into this Joe Judice never paid my husband storyline that we see coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. I, I'm le- yeah, I need to know. I want tax returns. Because yeah. like, yeah. There are so many men, husbands from Jersey who are like in construction. But like Joe Benigno, I believe is actually, he seems like an actual New Jersey contractor. Totally. Whereas Joe Giudice, it's like, what do you do? Right. Like, how did we go from like construction to the pizza place to the Italian? How is your house so big? Right. Is that housewife's money? Or is uh, like, or what? All of these seem like hush-hush money. I mean, we know it now because he's in Italy for a reason. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, amen, sister. Do, what, <laughs> do we know what Evan's job is? Um, I don't. But remember when they admitted that he was, like, really fucking rich, but they, like, don't show it? No, Jackie's really fucking rich. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got yeah. family. I'm not sure what Evan does. That's actually a great question. I feel like he does something financy, but I might have made that up. But I'll look. When we're done, girl, I'm Googling that shit. Oh, he's an investment. He's a founding partner of an alternative investment firm. Okay. A Hawthorne Lane Capital Group. That's one of those things where you can see it makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure your bank account looks very nice. Yes, exactly. Right. I have no idea. It's like Chandler Bing. I have no idea what you do, but it is clear you are make money. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then we get to the big fight. Like Teresa shows up and Margaret opens the door. She's like, this is stressful. And Teresa's like, why? What do you mean? What's stressful about this whole situation? I just tried to talk shit about somebody's husband who's really done nothing to me. Like, what's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> she is wild. She's wild. She is wild. To, then, go ahead. I just love that Jackie sat her down and was like, let me talk. Like, let me lay out my case. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and was basically like, you made up this fake thing and you need to tell everybody right now that it's fake. Right. <laughs> I appreciated the gusto, which was she said that. But like, did you expect Teresa to admit that she lied? Like, what no. did you expect to get out of that, Jackie? Come on. Teresa will never admit that she is wrong. Never. Never, ever, ever. That's never going to happen. And for a person who doesn't even know how to properly pronounce the word ingredients, I mean, that's (laughs) 
she she's wrong about a lot. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't even know. How, I mean, how many versions of the last name have we gotten in this in the years <laughs> that we've known her? Like, she doesn't even know what. I don't know how to pronounce your name, and neither do you. And that's something that you need to look in the mirror about. I feel like she might go to the supermarket and go home with somebody else's child, thinking <laughs> it's one of hers. And then they'll be like, "You took my child." She'll be like, "No, no, this is my this is my fifth daughter." <laughs> is that how we got Gabrielle? This is my fifth daughter, Candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm sure it's happened a time or two. It would not surprise. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, they're just like a series of lies and trying Teresa, like playing is basically like her, a first time tennis player playing against Serena Williams. Like she was trying so hard, but it wasn't working. Nothing. She made sense. She, it did. It was, (sighs) She's like, Jackie's like, I don't know if somebody told you or you made this up on your own, but like, I just need you to admit that it's a lie. And we go from like, I don't know who told me, I can't remember, to I don't want to admit who told me, to it's not that big of a deal. And why are you so upset, Jackie? If it's not that, if you know it's not true, then if there's smoke, there's fire. But it's like, bitch, it's not where there's smoke, there's fire. It's like, you took a bottle of gasoline, like set it on fire and then was like, hey, everybody, look, there's smoke and fire, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, oh, the worst though was when she was like, I, I'm i not spreading a rumor, I heard a rumor. And it's like, right. yeah. And then you went around and told everybody about the rumor you heard. What do you think that is? What do you think that is, you idiot? Like, it, I mean, stupid, just stupid. Well, or when Jackie's, or she says to Jackie, like, oh, if you're so smart and he's not cheating on you, why aren't you fucking sticking up for yourself? What do you think I'm on this couch doing, <laughs> Teresa? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like when Candace and Monique argue and they're like making points that seem valid to themselves. And it's right. like, I understand your argument, though I disagree with it. Where Teresa's just saying shit that doesn't, that is not true. That like doesn't make sense, and it and it's and not in an interesting way where she's like talking in circles or is so narcissistic that she can't see Jackie's point. She's just dumb, and dumb is boring, right? And and to see her say like, well, like just go from like she just keeps ping ponging back and forth. Like she's throwing everything at the wall to hope that something sticks like one second it's like oh it's not that big of a deal but then you know wouldn't don't you want to come to me as a woman or woman to woman wouldn't you want to know if this was and then margaret comes in and she's like margaret wouldn't you want to know and she's like not at a party no i wouldn't right (laughs) really wouldn't especially not his party (laughs) my other favorite one though is remember when she was like well now that i'm single all these married guys are like i want to have an affair with you it's like okay well was one of those guys evan (laughs) and if it wasn't then what point are you even trying to make what point are you trying to make jack i would have i would have choked her at that point like I don't give a fuck about the men who were trying to have sex with you. That has nothing to do with my husband and nothing right. to do with unless, unless my husband is one of those men trying to have sex with you. Yeah. Then are you, what are you even talking about? 
what is what are you talking about and then she says like you know i was drinking but i don't want to blame it on the alcohol and it's like okay well you just did so what are we oh, doing like <laughs> i cannot stand her she's so dumb <laughs> margaret was so out of sorts in this whole situation as soon as Teresa said where there's smoke there's fire she runs over to lexi she's like she just said where there's smoke there's fire like what am i gonna do what are we gonna do and it's like lexi doesn't have to do anything she's not on this show you keep typing <laughs> don't right. lexi well and this is the problem with having Teresa as the center of your show it's oh my god it's just like donald trump where it's like you, this person is clearly making stuff up and lying, but you can't tell that person that they're lying because it will upset them. So yeah. it's like, just have to accept it. I, apparently, but and then, nope. and so I think that's Margaret's problem is like, I know what Teresa's doing is wrong, but I can't tell her she's wrong because she'll get mad at me and then I'll get kicked off the show. So how do I tell Teresa she's right while also telling her she's wrong? Yeah, she's like the like a Mike Pence or like a Chris Christie where she's like she knows it's bad. Yeah. You gotta keep going on that train. Oh my god. Not, I would not, love Chris Christie to be on Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you even I mean I, the first male housewife is Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> oh please don't put that out in the universe for long time. <laughs> so yeah, I mean just it was so so wild and then jackie drops the bomb of okay well i heard gia was snokes smokes uh, snorts coke in the bathroom at parties so how about that that's what i heard so right any (laughs) here's the problem with this is that everyone's going to be like she brought kids into this she said that gia does cocaine at parties it's like no that's not what she said what she she said that but in the context that everybody knows what she's saying is fake. Like she's saying, right. how would you feel if I also made up this rumor that is just as fake as my husband making up this rumor? But like Teresa is never going to hear that. She's no. never going to understand it. She no. can't follow this argument. Like asking Teresa to use logic is like asking a starfish to borrow a pen. Like it's just <laughs> not at all like gonna happen so yeah yeah that's jackie's fatal mistake like first of all you would have to explain to her very slowly what an analogy is and then use the analogy so she understood it but her her mistake was invoking the name if she had just said like what if i heard this about your child i mean i still think that Teresa would have like taken that and ran and gotten all pissed off but right to, to say specifically Gia, that's where she fucked up because Teresa's not going to hear anything after that. Yes. And you, no one is going to be able to get Teresa to understand that she didn't mean it literally. Exactly. Exactly. So, and like, I, I don't it. think anybody thinks that Gia does cocaine at parties. I mean, I hope she, she does. Is. I mean, right. Like, I don't care whether or not she does, first of all. But I also don't care whether or not Evan cheats on you. But also, but I under, but also, it's like sh- she's not stating it as a matter of fact. She's stating it in this sort of argument. But yeah, but you can't argue with Teresa like that. And so this is just going to blow up in Jackie's face. And you're just always going to hear about this season. She said Gia did coke. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. not really what she said. But Teresa it- won't be able to understand that. And so, yeah, I'm afraid this might be a little Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. 
going forward. And you guys, this is a hot take and this is not, you know, I'm going to leave you out of this. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm just going to say that nobody on this planet deserves to snort Coke in a bathroom more than Gia Judice. Like, a hundred percent. Let her rail all the lines. Like, finally, let this child be a child. She's been through so much. Let her have fun. She's been through so much. And like, Teresa has put so much of her emotional baggage onto Gia. Like, let Gia go to Rutgers. And she's like, her freshman year is during a pandemic. Like, let her just snore all the coke. Let her make out with all the boys. Let her take all the morning after pills. Like, go crazy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I want Gia living her full, best, messiest life because when we start off seeing Gia writing songs about her fucked up family dynamic and crying at a birthday party, wake up in the morning thinking about so many things, wishing things would just get better, like, she deserves. She absolutely deserves. Absolutely deserves. And having to take care of all those kids and, like, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Taking care of Nona. Taking care of Nona. Taking care of her own father, who's, like, drunk and bloated while Teresa's in jail. You know, my God. Definitely fucking all sorts of women and probably (laughs) not being very discreet about it. Absolutely. How many women from either side of the turnpike have walked through those doors and, like, (laughs) you know... Oh my god, who have driven down that excruciatingly long driveway. (laughs) Looking out the window from one of those turrets that make no sense to see just a line of women that her father's gonna bang for about 10 minutes. Oh my god. Having to put up with Melania day in and day out. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my god. And the weird other two who don't make a sound. Right. Poor Gabriella, like, why does she look so much like a Hadid sister? I mean, I, I love mean, but, you know. <laughs> I call them Wednesday and Thursday because they remind me of Wednesday Addams. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Oh, my gosh. So we end the episode. Teresa's losing her mind. Cunt, 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 cunt by the Range Rover. Fuck that bitch. Never in my life. Like, I'm going to cut her. She's a cunt. Margaret's like, oh, she's shocked and horrified. Like, somebody please get her a fainting couch. She can't believe what just happened. What a what a show. What a show. 
are we going to be able to recover from this long enough to have a season? Do you know what I mean? Or <sighs> is this the season? I I think this is a season. I think, I mean, we got that preview where it seems like Joe, her brother, is like blaming her for her mom's death. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be everybody against Teresa. I'm not sure. I mean, I think, you know, Dolores will always fight for the underdog. So I think she might have a friend in Dolores. But other than that, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, the previews hint at some, and hint at Jennifer and her alcoholism and Joe and Melissa's marriage problems and whatever else. So I'm hoping that there's some juice here and that we don't just have to go on this Jackie and Teresa fight for another 20 episodes. Yeah, it did seem like several people had allegations of cheating. Melissa getting somebody's number and texting him all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We will see. Um, To shift gears a little bit, as a Summer House viewer, I just want to ask you, what do you think about Hannah and Luke's storyline? Some people who read my recaps are saying that they think it's fake. Mm -hmm. And I have found through all of my research with the Bravo shows that actually they're more often than not less fake than we think they are, um, which is maybe a little bit surprising. So I don't think it's fake, but I do think, I think the problem is that Hannah was doing that thing that a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of women because I know there are plenty of gay men and some probably some straight men that do this too, where Luke is kind of mistreating her a little bit, but she's reading all this subtext into things that he does. So when he's like, we have such a great connection, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's saying like, oh, he wants to be my boyfriend, but he's just too afraid. When really, like, she's seeing subtext where there is no subtext. It's like just text. And so, and yeah. and you see it in their argument where she's like, I'm getting away from him and he's so scared and he hates it. It's like, no, he doesn't. He's just sick of you and wants to fuck Sierra and you're in his way. And yeah, and I, so I, I, I think that she's like, I think Luke's being an idiot. I think Hannah's reading too much into it, but I blame Luke more than Hannah for like not being explicitly clear with Hannah about like, no, this is not happening. Thank you. I I completely agree. I think when it's obvious that, like, there's a disproportionate amount of like, like, the person who likes you less really has to take the reins and be very clear about their intentions. Yes. I think he is clearly, like, using her as some sort of, like, emotional support, Hannah, and she's taking that as, like, romantic potential, but, like, let's be real here. If he right. has not ever fucked you, then he doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Not and she's, to- a, she's a placeholder until something comes along and that something apparently is Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, bringing that into the house is also fucking shady. Awful. It's very shady. I don't know what he was thinking. So my theory is that, like, Hannah, I think... Hannah was probably more over it, the situation with Luke, than she's letting on to. But I think she thought, like, let me just drum this up for a drama. 
I've been wondering, like, did Luke know that she was going to do this? And it seems like based on last night's episode that she that he didn't know. He seems very yeah. angry. Yes. Um, and resentful of her. And uh, that's it's not a great look for him. It really isn't. Well, I do think that unlike some of the housewives where, you know, they don't see a ton of each other in the off season, it does seem like the summer house kids in general and Luke and Hannah specifically did have some kind of ongoing relationship like that we're not seeing. And so I think that's what makes it hard to judge is we're not seeing all of those conversations that they had. And like, so Luke says, I said, we're only friends. And Hannah's like, no, you didn't. And so maybe Luke thought he did, but he didn't spell it out clearly enough or maybe he did and hannah just didn't receive it i mean i don't we can't really judge that because we're not seeing it all we can judge is you know what we're seeing but yeah yeah to me it, it seems like it, pretty it messy he's been breadcoming her but the first episode we see where she's like oh you know um lindsay invited everybody to new year's to me that should have been your indication like new year's if you're in a couple or you like somebody a lot, right. like you're going to be with that person on New Year's Eve. And the fact that he not only went to this party without you, but made out with your roommate. I mean, right. Where do you need to yeah. hear? <laughs> so who do you think is worse at relationships? Lindsay or Luke? Luke. I think. Interesting. I think Lindsay clearly, I mean, she wrote it down and showed us. She very clearly has a timeline for life. And she very clearly has a mission. And I think Lindsay's type is very interesting to me. Like, how did we go from, like, the Everett to Carl makes sense to me. But then we yeah. got the Haymon guy and Stravi. Oh, yeah. And, like, I just don't understand, like, what it is that she's really looking for other than a man who's going to go on this journey with her. Um and I also think it's like wild how little patience she has for Stravi. <laughs> like, oh my like, god, it's insane. Yes, but also, <laughs> as I always like to say, Lindsay's love language is conflict, and <laughs> she's one of those people who, well, it's she's always going to be in one of those couples that fights, and mm-hmm. I think that she needs somebody who is into that. And there are definitely people that are into that, but yeah. like. So far, she does, doesn't does seem to have picked someone who is. Yeah. She needs somebody who's, like, constantly willing to prove that they're present and they want to do this. And that's the thing. Like, she clearly is very insecure. And Stravi seems a lot like Meredith Marks. Like, I'm disengaging. Like, I'm not doing this. I don't, like, he keeps saying, like, I'm here in the house to support you. A.K.A., yes. like you were going to break up with me if I didn't film and stay in this house for the summer. So I'm doing it, but I have to work. But I think it's also like, do you have to work at 10, 11 and 12 o'clock? Well, I think that that's him being like, I don't want to be around all this drama. Like, I think that's him saying like, I don't want the the reality TV part of this. Like I said, I'd do this to support you, but I don't want to deal with all these people like yelling and screaming and fighting at 11 at night. I'm going to go downstairs and quote unquote work, but I really just don't want to be around this. And so I think that that's really the subtext of this argument is him being like, I'm here for you. You know, what are you doing for me? And she Mm -hmm. just sees like, you need to do even more for me. But also when she was like, 
How have you not, when was the last time you made quality time for me during your work day? Right. Like, right. like um, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, not working at 10, 11 at night. Okay, fair. But like having to take time out of your day when you're working to like make your girlfriend like you, that seems a little above and beyond the, you know. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. I've raised the question of like, maybe he wants her to make her sandwiches and drinks because he can't reach the cabinets. I think that's (laughs) say the quiet thing out loud. Something like, like, yeah, they, they put the sliced meats on the top shelf and you know, I mean, who wants to be on their tippy toes trying to grab some boar's head? Not me. I mean, Carl is tall and apparently very hungry. Like, why don't you ask Carla, Carl for a sandwich? <laughs> Can we just, like, talk about uh, Carl? Like, mm, what a man. What a man he's turning into. Who do you find, who of the Summer House gentlemen would you most like to date? Carl. Interesting. The first, the first two seasons, we saw Kyle consistently having sex with Amanda on camera and coming so quickly that she had to ask him if he was done. So that's <laughs> all I needed to hear that, like, that was not the man for me. Um, Luke, you know, if he just was outside with his shirt off all day, like, that's something that I would like to look at. at but I don't right. want to date him. I do not want to date him. Um, you know, Stravi's too short for me. I like a tall man. And Luke, I mean, Carl... Um, I mean, let's be honest. It looks like he has a really thick dick and I would like to see it. A hundred percent. Oh, a hundred million percent. Um, how do we not have Carl's nudes? Like, right. You know, them. right. Something like, from when he was like, you know, early 20, like, it seems like something like that would be out at this point. Uh, yeah, like I feel like he is not discriminating with the dick pic, and that some girl is just going to be like, "Look, it's Carl's dick pic." But <laughs> exactly. no, but I think that Carl is objectively the hottest. Mm-hmm. But I am in love with Kyle. Oh my god! I mean, so it's... much. I I just want him to marry me. He he seems like now he's in a really good place, and he and Amanda are very sweet with each other, and. He seems to just have, like, a different perspective. Like, he seems more adult than he ever has been. Yes, totally. I do appreciate it. They really seem to be in love. And he looks good. I mean, he seems like he's lost he looks- a good bit of weight. But he Yeah, looks he looks, like, lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, okay, so thank you so much for doing this. This was a, a real, real treat. A real Oh, my treat. God, thank you so much for having me. I mean... Anything to do to talk about Real Housewives for an hour. (laughs) Um, Can you tell people where to find you? You can find me um, recapping currently Real Housewives of New Jersey, Summer House, and Drag Race UK on Vulture.com. And those recaps go up immediately after the episode ends. And you can also find me on all social media platforms at Brian J. Moylan. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. So do I need to be watching Drag Race UK? 
I think that this season of Drag Race UK is better than this season of Drag Race US. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, and it is leagues better than Drag Race UK season one. So, yeah, there's some really good characters. Um, and, you know, it's my adopted homeland. So, you know, I have to represent for the UK. Do you have any favorites from the US Drag Race this season? Oh, Simone, hands down. Yeah. Like, it's like, give it to Simone. We're we're in Simone's world and like, you know, we're all just living in her world. And I'm happy to be here. She's incredible. She incredible. is incredible and serving it and funny and the looks just like, oh, yeah, I am a big, huge Simone fan. I also always love the really crazy queen. So I like, I'm a big Utica fan too. I mean... Utica's um, look that she constructed with the sleeping bags, like that was oh my god, insane fashion. Yeah, I would have worn that. And <laughs> to see like juxtaposed with Lala Ree's shopping bag, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. They were literally the best and worst all time outfits from a sewing challenge. All the time. It, I mean, my God. And to see Nicole Byers say, like, you did that in the same time that Lala Ree hot glued some cheap shopping bags to a bodice. Like, look at the material. Look at the material. Can uh, we fire Carson and replace him with Nicole Byer? Please? I, I mean, I'll do the petition right now. I, I will set it up right now. She's great. I mean... I am call- she is fantastic on that show and you can tell she loves it and you can tell she's a big fan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think she has been excellent. And I hope we get to see more. It seems like there it probably was difficult with COVID and stuff. I hope we get a lot of her this season because she's been fantastic. Yeah, I heard she does. I think she's doing like three or four episodes and we've already got two. So yeah, I, I would love to see more of her. And I think you're right. She should definitely be a co-host. And, like, maybe also replace Chris Harrison. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I would hire <laughs> to host everything. I, I don't even care what it is. She can host I, the house. Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you again. This was a real treat. I adore it was you. My pleasure. Thank you. Look, this was, I, uh, I'm loving it. I'm feeling light and fresh. And this is, like, a real start to my day. So you have a great one. You too. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Bye.